and everybody has it back again. Don't take no mess at the rose garden. Jesus, they're on fire. They're what we desire. The men in black can handle it. Other teams can scrapple it. How they win that game today? There's just one thing you can say. How does somebody shoot that three? Believe it, it ain't easy. How did Brian jump so sweet? Believe it, it ain't easy. It's the flying dot that's in your lap. And you're hearing this every night, Sean. Uh, yeah. It's a combination of things. How many times have we heard that? Uh, oh, yeah, from Chauncey every night, from you know, you just, every night. I, I think, to me, uh, it boils down to consistency on the defensive end. And to me, it, it, it so much depends on the consistency of a couple of key players on that defensive end. Uh, and there is such a, you know, just a fine line between them being uh, defensively not excellent, but just good and right. efficient and just completely fallen off. And I don't think they've quite got the sweet spot yet. The fact that the Blazers bench was thin to begin with and then has been decimated, had been decimated by injuries and still do degree with Justice Winslow being out. I mean, you can't tell me that LeBron is going to be as effective as he was with those straight line drives scoring 16 points in the third quarter against the Blazers if you've got a 6'6", 225-pound defender and Justice Winslow out on the floor as an option, right? Right. But that's how thin they are. Um, but now they're getting GP2 back, and he's starting to operate a little bit. Nasir Little looks sensational, showing confidence out on the floor. I think you could make a campaign for more minutes for Nasir Little. I think that's within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I'm looking at his last five back since he missed 21. He's at 16, 12, 17, 13, and 17 minutes. I think you can make a real case for him playing in the mid-20s yeah. the way he's been playing. Uh, and with the kind of uh, tenacity and now confidence that he's bringing out on the floor after, you know, getting past those injuries. So uh, I think I think Yusuf Nurkic has got to he, – he's got to be more consistent. He's got to be more active. Uh he, less emotional, less uh, encumbered by what the officials are doing out on the floor and less distracted and be focused on playing the defense as hard as you can for 26 minutes. And when setting a screen, it's not always important to get a piece of somebody. The fact that you're 300 pounds and you're the size of a car out there, people still have to avoid you. You don't need to move. Keep, keep yourself solid. You know, he's taken one or two of those calls a game and it really hurts him. Uh, it hurts a club for him not to have a presence on the floor. Although Eubanks has played tremendously coming off the bench behind him and gives him a, a you know, a different dimension. Um, but, you know, when you're facing guys like Jokic and Embiid, it's, it's incumbent on uh, number 27 to keep himself on the floor as long as he possibly can and play as hard as he possibly can. Um, <clears throat> I think he's in good shape. I, you know, I, he's got great intentions. He's got a terrific heart. Just needs to be played smarter because so much depends on him defensively. So, um, and I love Nurk. Um, yeah. I really do. I know you know he's got some dis detractors, but I, I I love his game. I'm kind of an old school type guy. I think this. I think the Lillard uh, Nurkic screen and roll it is bread and butter, and uh, I think the Blazers are starting to blend more and more of that in. And I would welcome that because Dame's free throws are. 127 free throw attempts in January, uh, the most in the NBA. 
His previous record was 150 in 2016. His personal record, club record, 150 free throws in a month. Well, they're good. They've got like three or four more games that month, so I, or this month. So I think it's probably yep. he's. But the point being, he's going to the rack and he gets there and getting those drives, getting into the paint effectively with this big 300 pounder setting screens in the middle of the floor on the side, and, and he's barreling in there to the rim. So, you know, I, I think Chauncey's like Chauncey said in the last game. Hey, we're still learning one another, and that's the other thing. You know, these guys have had really one full camp together, this this group. And they've had so many different players that have rolled through here now, and it's just a year and a half. Uh, and as he pointed out, and I hadn't even thought about this, maybe you had, but he, the other night, he said, you know, I'm I'm the coach with the least amount of head coaching experience in the NBA, you know, I, or, or coaching experience coaching for that matter, in the yeah. NBA, with just the one year with, uh, you know, with the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, you've got Will Hardy coming in tonight with Utah, who's 34 years old, and he is the youngest head coach in the NBA. But he's been, he's been with the Spurs for San like Antonio. 12 he's years, done. and then he was with Boston, yeah. Exactly. So, you know, that, that that just gives you some context into, you know, where we're at right now with, with the learning curve. And, the, and, and Chauncey uh, has been accountable for, you know, when things have not gone well on the floor, and he's been a part of that. Uh, he's been accountable and, and was the other night as well. So, yeah. Yeah, it's you know twenty two and twenty five, and uh, with Damian Lillard having the kind of year he's having, with Simons and Grant uh, scoring better than twenty a game, some big decisions obviously about impending free agency to Grant and Hart and so forth. Yeah, that uh, it almost feels like this year's at a crossroads here in the next five six ball games for the Blazers. What have you made of Shaden Sharp so far? Well, he's electrifying for starters. Uh, I think that jump shot's solid. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he flies over people, flies through people, can slither and get to the rim and so forth. You know, he obviously has uh, defensive uh, issues, and all 19-year-olds that are new to the league do. Uh, that's just a learning curve. Uh, and you've got to uh, learn through playing. You know, he's getting, what, 19 minutes a night now, and he's played in 45 games. So I think defensively he's obviously got a long way to go. Uh, he still needs to, I think, uh, develop several counters, uh, when he, you know, throws a move at a guy and, and they move their feet and they get into position to defend. He's wondering now, all right, now what? Now he's able because of his crazy athleticism sometimes to get himself out of those jams, but you know, he's going to have to develop that obviously is that second, that third move to the counter, uh, defensively. And, uh, but he's an extraordinary player in my view. Uh, just because of the athleticism and the ability to shoot the three. I mean, that's just a, that's an awesome. Especially when he doesn't hesitate. I like, I, this is something I've been saying the whole season is when he gets the ball on the perimeter, he needs to, because his jump shot is so mechanical. So like he needs to just let it fly, but like too much, I think he'll, you know, get the ball and then he'll hesitate or like he'll dribble into a little bit worse shot. That's not just him that does that. Like, Obviously, there's been a lot of focus lately on Josh Hart needing to just shoot more, but Shaden in particular, like his shot is just so smooth. He needs to just get get it and just and just go up with it. And I think yeah. the team, even though he's a rookie, I think the guys on like Dame and Chauncey, I think everybody kind of feels that way too. Is that when he's got a shot, they want him to just take it. I think I've not asked him about this, uh, and it's a question I should ask him. Now you and I are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Is the 19 year old? He's brand new to the what's going on. He's you know he's seeing Damian Lillard. The six-time All-Star, six-time All-NBA. He's seeing Anthony Simons, who's you know what an extraordinary shooter. Yeah, and he's playing with one or the other. 
at some point on the floor. And I just think he's deferring. That would be my simple explanation, uh, whether it be consciously or subconsciously. He's def- he's thinking maybe he's got better luck here, you know. More likely, he's the well, guy. Just, that, his place on the hierarchy is not just, just yeah. yeah. And and I think I think he'll quickly shed that uh, that uh, hesitancy uh, without without any doubt. Hopefully, sooner you know rather than later. Yeah. Well, I mean, the crazy thing is, if they go three and zero on the rest of this homestand, they've got you know the we're West recording is wacky, man. I did. It really is. Like we're rec- we're recording this a few hours before the Utah game tonight, and then they've got Toronto, who I know they lost to a couple weeks ago, but that's a you know, below 500 team in the East, that should be theoretically a winnable game. And then Atlanta has been up and down and they've had kind of their own issues with that organization. Those are three games they should be able to win theoretically on paper. If you go three, and oh, you're back at 500 at the end of the month. And then, you know, you're, you have the one more three game road trip and then you got five more games at home before the all-star break. Like theoretically, like as much as like, it feels like the sky is falling right now with just how how badly things have gone over the last couple of weeks. They're and they've, still and they've gone badly. They so, have gone. They've gone. They've gone very badly. And like I mean, that, five and twelve since losing those games to Oklahoma City on December twenty first. Everybody points to the Laker game as being. I think the Oklahoma City game is the are the two. You have to. You have to. And I know. Right. I know Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma City is not. And this is something I have to keep like explaining to people. Oklahoma City is not in the same tier as like Detroit or San Antonio or Houston Correct. or Charlotte or the teams well, that are actively like trying to lose games right now. Oklahoma City is not like talent wise. They're not on the level of a lot of the teams that people expect to make the playoffs. But like Shea Gildress Alexander is having an all start. NBA type of year right now. Absolutely. They've got like they've got guys like Josh Giddy's having a good year. Trey Mann's having a good year. That George team's well coached. Gives us issues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Is a phenomenal Jalen Williams. Santa Clara. One, one of the two, yes. <laughs> yeah, Santa Clara. But, like, Great that's brand. a team. They've Isaiah got guys. Joe, Isaiah Joe yeah. coming off the bench, shooting yeah. threes. Like, yeah. wicked hot. Um, yeah. But those, you still got to get one of those two you games. You got to split. You got to get one of those two. And I think I think that's when it kind of snowballed well, and started to spiral a little bit. And the defense was horrible. I, I don't know how else to put it. Um, straight line drive, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. You know where he's going. He doesn't shoot threes. He's going downhill. He's getting into the paint. And. It just wasn't happening for the Blazers. So, yeah, to me, I go back to that. They're they're five and twelve since losing those games to Oklahoma City on the twenty first, and then three and five since coming back from the zero and three Indiana Toronto trip. You know, yeah. you, you got to get you got to pluck one of those. So it leaves you where you are, Sean. To your point, where you're now only four games back. Check that. Only two games back of sixth and the Dallas Mavericks, who aren't exactly lighting the world on fire. They dropped another one last night, despite Luca getting what he get last night, 40. Something like that. And they lose a ball game. Um, It's it's there. And that's, you know, that's the frustrating part, obviously, for a guy like Damian Lillard. Any of these guys is you're so darn close. You can just put something together uh, and sustain it for a while. You know, you're right there in the mix, and now suddenly everything's popping, and the mood is lifted. And that's why tonight, to me, this is a big game. This is a really good Utah team, solid team, uh, coached by a, maybe a, a, a terrific young coach who's going to get, I think, uh, some consideration for coach of the year. I don't think he'll get it. It's him or Mike Brown, I think. But but, and and they've done an excellent job too in Sacramento. Uh, but 
uh, with Laurie Markinen, who's who could be, uh, a, you know, on the All Star. He's well, going to be, be All Star. Definitely yeah. be in the All Star, but is going to be on one of those All NBA teams as well. I think so. Uh, I mean, Conley is back. Did not play in the last game. Neither did Dame. So I mean, this game really takes on to me again, big time importance. Uh, and and you get this one, and then you, I, I don't know. A lot of people don't believe in momentum and 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 the old mo and so forth. But I, I do. I believe that uh, you start to feel better about things. You're going to get a couple of days to rest, recuperate, practice, fine tune after you presumably get a win tonight and then roll in this weekend against Toronto and then uh, with Atlanta before we go on the road again. So it all sets up right there for him. But we said that before the Laker game. <laughs> Yep, and then, I mean, and then you know they were talking about this the other night uh, that af- you know after the San Antonio game that it's so hard when you have that type of collapse. You're up 25. You literally set a franchise record for scoring margin victory in a quarter in the second quarter, and you somehow lose that game by nine. It's really hard to then the next day come back and oh. be able to just kind of put that in the rear view. And the fact that they were able to do that against San, and I know San Antonio is like one of the worst teams in the league, but that's still like they have NBA players on that team, and they obviously have one of the best coaches in history. Like it's not like that's a game they easily could have dropped, and they didn't. Yeah, there's, I mean, those guys over there are still getting paid. That's what I always yes. say. And uh-huh. they were hitting threes, lights out, and uh, 74 points at half. And you're thinking, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> and then they started They started to separate themselves in the third. But, yeah, it, got, it was kind of dicey there at the beginning. And that's why, like, what you were talking about with, like, the defense being need, needing to be more consistent, in the Laker game and the Philly game, I thought their defense was fine. And it was just the offense that, like, could not get anything going, especially in the second half yeah. of the Laker game. But, like— it's easier said than done to say you can't allow LeBron James to go downhill. Well, right. yeah. But again, you don't have Winslow. Uh, and he's been going downhill uh-huh. for 20 years <laughs> and averaging 27 a game. So you knew that was coming at you. But you can't let Thomas Bryant go 30 plus and 14 plus rebounds and shoot 85 plus from the field. That can't happen. You just you can't allow that to happen. It's always one guy like that. Like in one in one of those Dallas games, Reggie Bullock, who was shooting like thirty oh, yeah. percent from three, hits like eight threes or something. Yeah, it, it, at first. But, one but he's done, he's done that before. He's been a good shooter in his career, but like it's it's all it's, yeah. it's just it's so fitting yeah. that like against Portland, one of these guys will always just like rediscover. They're like top like Thomas Bryant going for thirty one is like that that. No, the thing was, though, he did that against Sacramento earlier in the month. Uh, I was pouring through the notes like, this has got to be an anomaly. Nope. He had done it one other time. Uh, Gone 30 or better, 14 or I think it was 14 plus rebounds at 85% or more from the field. And only three other guys, two other guys Uh in the history of the franchise, Shaq and Kareem. Uh, No, and I'll throw in Wilt had ever done that. So Thomas Bryan, hats off to you. Uh, the Lakers are now becoming the Wizards of the West now that they've acquired Rui Hashimura. I heard that one yesterday, and it, it kind of resonated with me. Well, yeah. it's him. It's him. Brown. Uh, Troy Brown Jr.'s there. And Westbrook. Uh, Westbrook. And, Scott Brooks, and Scott Brooks was the coach of that Wizards team the year that they, they won the play-in and got into the, in, into, the, uh, into the playoffs. And it was the one year that Westbrook, I guess, was there with Hashimura. So there was talk that, you know, maybe he can – he can draw him out into, into becoming a player that, you know, so far we have not seen. So we'll yeah. see. But I thought that was 
an interesting side note, nonetheless, to a Blazer podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, I know you've got a production meeting to get to in a few minutes, so I'll let you go. I really appreciate you doing this, Kevin. My pleasure, Sean. We'll see what uh, the next few weeks bring. It should be interesting. Yeah, I'll see you in a couple hours. Okay, man. Thanks.